Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of Nothing But Bull. I'm your host, Derek, and of course, I'm here with my main man, Justin. Justin, what's going on? What's going on, Bulls Nation? It's good to be back. Always great to be on with you, too. And of course, we have Melissa. How's it going? What's up, everybody? What's up, Bulls Nation? What's up? What's up, my guys? How are you guys doing? Everything's good here. I'm in air conditioning, so that's always a plus. <laughs> so did not have any air conditioning today. What's the weather like over there, Justin? What's that? What's the weather like over there? Uh, it's rainy. It's um, It's been pretty wild because I guess like the power went out. Um, and there was just a bunch of schools in the area that just didn't have any air conditioning. So it wasn't just uh, our school that was struggling uh, with sweaty children all day. It was um, a couple of schools around in this area, but it, it's all good. We had a fan. We we uh we uh went through everything, so that's good. So we had a fan. Yeah, you know, I was thankful because um, my last teammate, she had this like huge, huge fan that uh, was able to like kind of provide a good source of air for the entire class. And at the very least, like they could come up to like the front of the classroom and just, you know, get some kind of air. It was it was just really nasty all day long. So I was thankful that it was an early release day and they were thankful, too. So. <laughs> did, you, did you guys give them popsicles or something or like? No, we didn't give them popsicles. What do you think this is? <laughs> Popsicles. They didn't have air conditioning. You thought they had popsicles to give them. <laughs> they have a fan. They had a fan though. So that's good. You gotta Shop earn these pop these popsicles. <laughs> earn them. It was funny because like the teacher that I was like um that I on my team at the beginning of the year for orientation, she was like uh wanting to give them like some gift bags at the very beginning for like when parents and children are coming and meeting us for the first time. And I just, I looked at her like she had like two heads on. I was like, I'm not starting off the school year providing like, you know, she like a goodie bag for the I children. I'm not going to start off the school year providing joy to these children. No, absolutely not. I have a rule that even like for the first two weeks, they don't see my teeth. Like there is no smiling. Uh, <laughs> it is just straight get my routines down and let's let's go because they're they're coming in from like second grade and second grade to third grade it's a huge jump as far as like the content of what they're expected to know what they're expected to learn so um they have to be ready and prepared and like if you set the expectations a certain way then the kids are going to react a certain way but i have really high expectations coming to my classroom and they know not to play around like that Throughout the year, like, you know, you might find something to give them here or there, but no, no, no. We don't do goodie bags at the beginning of the year. No fun. No. no it is fun. It's fun getting to learn my expectations. Like, that's fun. <laughs> it doesn't sound very joyful <laughs> at all <laughs> for, for a uh, third grader, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it would be more fun getting to know your expectations for the Bulls. <laughs> yeah. Than it would be for your school lesson. Hey, I, I give them water. They have like a water dispenser in the classroom. So, but like, you know, I, I'm, I'm very real with my students because I like help them to see that like your day is started off with people giving you something. You know, I went <clears throat> and um, visited the DR um, a few years ago and it was just, it was my, it was just, I, um, oh, it just opened up my mind to the fact that you had like a lot of children there and just in that particular section, I don't know if it was throughout the whole entire Dominican Republic, but you know, you have kids there who are only there for about four, maybe four and a half hours out of the day. Uh, there's not any type of real air conditioning, a centralized air. Uh, they don't start off getting, you know, meals like they do here. Um, there's certainly not a whole lot of, you know, technology that is throughout that particular area that I was in. I think it was called Porta Plata was the name of it. And, you know, they are happy. They are happy coming into class. They're happy having a teacher. Um, they find joy in the little things. And I point that out to my students, you know, on a regular basis, like you, you have a lot of stuff to be happy about, um, just waking up in the morning time and just being able to come to school, having technology, having air conditioning when it works, um, you know, getting food provided for you, having a safe environment. Like there's a whole lot of things that, that children and adults take for granted. So I'm very real with trying to help them understand that to start off their day. So that's how we roll. Uh, that's very valuable. I, I totally agree with that. As much as I'm teasing, teasing you, um, it's all about perspective and the things we take for granted. Like, yes, it's the same thing. Like when I went to the Philippines um, to visit, it's just, it's, again, it's very eye-opening. All the things, I came back feeling very guilty for all of the things that, you know, you focus on that really don't matter at the end of the day. And things that we put our happiness on that we rely on for happiness. It's just, we just need the basics, just need the basics. We should be happy for a place to, a place to live. We have shelter, we have food, water and access to education with it. So yeah, I guess maybe we don't really need the goodie bags, but <laughs> I mean, it would be nice. I mean, <laughs> hey, there's lots of cool stuff that they learn throughout the day of my like coding you know they get a chance to do coding they get a chance to do math games they get a chance to do a, a lot of different like science experiments and um it is very it's very interactive but um you know there are certain privileges in my class that they might lose like if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and not sitting at your seat so there is nothing in the in the student student code and conduct book that says i have to give you a chair so we learn to appreciate things very quickly in my class. And, you know, like really for the most part, and I'm not like tooting my own horn because my, my wife, she was like, why do all of these kids know you? And I said, I have absolutely no idea. But there are so many kids just randomly who come up that I've had that I've taught or that I've never met and I don't even know their names. And they are constantly like giving me hugs and stuff like that. I think they appreciate the structure because, um, 
you know, with the, with some of these kids, they just, they don't necessarily have it. So I think that they like knowing what they can do and what they can't do and having somebody, you know, give them boundaries. So it's cool. We have a lot of fun, despite what I, <laughs> what I make it seem like. Important lessons that they'll take with them. Yes. Don't expect goodie bags to start the <laughs> Oh. Tough love around here. Important life lessons too, though. It's like a participation trophy. Bulls don't get goodie bags and trophies as soon as the year starts. That's true. Exactly. So what's oh, up? Right, what so guys do? Guys have not seen a certain uh, training regiment that just popped up from DeMar DeRozan the other day. Gonna pull that right one up. And of course it's not playing. <laughs> we love technology. You gotta upgrade that Wi-Fi, sir. Now, so it started playing before I shared the screen and now. <laughs> It wants to embarrass me <laughs> and not play. Well, it looks like he's like in a in a ring or something. Yeah, he, so he's boxing. Okay. File under things we take for granted. So that's oh, pretty. There handy. goes that. <laughs> uh, seeing um, a basketball player with boxing gloves on because I think for the most part, like other sports leagues look at the NBA and they know that they either can't fight or they don't really want to fight anybody. <laughs> because whenever you see like fights that are going on, it's always like the person's waiting to be held back. Oh. There we go. Wow. Sugar Ray. <laughs> okay, that was like seven seconds. Like, DeMar can't be tired from seven seconds. Ow. I'm sure it's beyond the video. That <laughs> <laughs> goes back to what I said about fighting. Some people think he's training to knock out Grayson Allen. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> but did he, he doesn't even need to train for that though. What do you need the training for? <laughs> is, right, why, well. why is that? Are you saying that Grayson can't throw down or anything like that? <laughs> I could take him. <laughs> All right, well. Take him, in a car? <laughs> take him for a nice chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I knew that there was a second part to that. No, no, no. Just to talk about like his anger management issues. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Take him to like a coffee shop. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, the technology is isn't up to par all the time, but 
this episode is about Bulls Fest anyway, and what better way to do that than bringing our special guests? Let's go. Hey, yeah, there is our hey, special hey, guest. The whole crew. Let's go. I'm, Let, I'm uh, hyped right now. Let's go. Wait, and you have a real background. It's not a it's not a yeah. background. Welcome to the yeah. office. Wow. The Michael Jordan room. Yes. There he is. Jordan himself. Chilling. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I was originally gonna take the meeting inside the stadium to like be really cool wow the blackhawks had an event so they kind of ruined that but this will do yeah certainly do for those who do not know our special guest is the creators and community strategist for the chicago bulls camille how's it going man it's going all right how are y'all we're good very good five days to bulls fest it's coming. <laughs> so like I'm a little stressed, though I don't deserve to be stressed given that others are way more involved than me, but it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited. When did you guys start planning for this? Um I think it was always on the to-do list. Um huge shout out to our VP of marketing, Dan, who I think he's the one that really helped push it through. Um but it's, I would say it's years in the making, but especially these past months and months um this year is like when it really started to get pushed through um that's one thing too a lot of people don't know like there's a lot of pieces involved right like you need to get city approval you need to shut down streets you need to bring in vendors like there's a whole lot of back-end things that luckily i don't have to touch but yeah there's just a lot that goes into it so for people who don't know like what your job entails you want to tell them a little bit about it for sure. I guess I'll give some more context behind it too. Like, why not? Um, long story short, my time at the Bulls, which has been five and a half years now, has been growing and strengthening Bulls fandom. So like it's introducing people to the Bulls for the first time, or it's, if you're already a Bulls fan, how can we make it better? Like that's always what has been my role has been related to. Um, so in the past five years, that has been by ways of pressing publish across our social and digital channels. So literally pressing the word of publish across like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, so on. Um, then it's transitioned more into strategic collaborations in a way where it's working with talent, building out our channels by through collaborations, things like that. Um, and that's what kind of really transitioned formally into this role, which is creators and communities strategist. And I'm going to separate into two buckets because that's the easiest way to explain it. Creators is essentially anyone who's creating content. And in that bucket of the bucket that I just created is high profile talent. That could be artists. That could be like a Gordon Ramsay. That could be like any kind of online celebrity on a different tier. That could be um, a TikToker or a YouTuber on a different segment. That could be anyone who's creating Bulls content specifically. Um, anyone like a fan that's running a Bulls fan account. Like that's also considered a creator. Anyone that's creating content. The second bucket of my job is fan communities. So that's really strengthening Bulls fandom. Like if someone is a hardcore Bulls fan, let's put them in the right bucket of online communities and then helping growing out 
those as well. So I guess, and please stop me if I'm confusing you all here, but the creator side is really a way to grow and expand Bulls fandom, like introduce again the Bulls to people that haven't had it before. And then the community side is really like the retaining and the strengthening of Bulls fandom. So it's it's cool to be in that specific role where it's like touching both sides of it. Like one of the things starting to strengthen is uh, the Bulls Discord server. Yes, exactly. So like that was a nice transition from my past role, which was really expanding out and growing our online presence um, back in the days of pressing publish. Um, still very involved, obviously, with Discord, given that's one of our communities out there. Also shout out to our Twitter community as well and all the other community platforms that we're on, like Reddit, uh, RealGM, like the list goes on, Facebook groups as well. But um, I just got really excited and totally forgot what you asked me about. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. Like, no, we need you to talk. <laughs> what did you ask? I forgot. Literally, like, my brain just sometimes just goes, like, everywhere. Well, just asked you, like, a little bit about your job and then – I brought up the Discord as an example of one of the things that the Bulls are strengthening within the like creators side. Totally, exactly. So like, Discord is actually a perfect example. Like that's where we are able to give cool, exclusive opportunities to fans. But also, more importantly, it's like that's a way for fans to connect with one another. Like we're not out there every day, like searching through and like. Not that we're eavesdropping, but it's like giving a giving fans a way to communicate with one another. And then on top of that, we sprinkle in like really cool exclusive opportunities. Like we bring in Horace Grant to do a, a voice Q&A with, or we do cool giveaways every once in a while. So like, yeah, it's just like enhancing the experience there. You have given like a great voice to a lot of fans. Um, and we know that our Bulls fans are very knowledgeable. So we thank you for creating that. Um, but as far as like that actual, yes, go ahead. and <laughs> We give you a lot of credit for that. But as, as far as uh, creating that unique fan experience, like what was like the, um, I guess like the origin story of that? Like how, how did you all come up with that idea? And whose idea was it? It's such a great idea. In general, just connecting with fans and giving awesome experiences is actually, it's one of our key marketing efforts. I think it's, I'm going to get, in trouble if I butcher this and I'm like blanking right now, but it's along the lines of providing legendary experiences to fans. Um, that's always like a core of what we do across any part of, the, of our business, of our franchise. Um, so I guess like that was kind of always there, but when it comes to giving fans opportunity or just giving anyone opportunity to work with us, like that's a team effort. It's not just me. Like I'm on the face of it in many ways, but it's like hardcore team team effort there. And, and how did it come about again, as far as the idea? So specifically my role or just like the, in general, connecting with fans? Yeah, just like the, in general, like like um, this experience where, where fans can really connect in a positive manner. We know that there are rules to Discord and everything as mm -hmm. far as how it is that you are uh, conducting yourself and any comments that you might have. But just how did it, like, where did the idea grow from? I'll give a backstory because I feel like that would answer your question. We here. love backstory. <laughs> <laughs> so all throughout my life, I've been a content creator myself. And so like one of my hardcore passions is following what creators are doing. And by creators in this sense, I'm thinking like YouTubers and like in the past, Vine stars, 
and wow. whatnot. So I've always been on track of like what they're doing. Um, so like that's one thing, key thing to note there. But two, like my own projects that I do here at the Bulls, um, like I remember one day I was looking for a graphic designer. Um, I just on Instagram, I started searching up hashtag. I started looking up accounts. And then I found a Bulls fan account that posted a Derek Rose um, graphic. That graphic actually fast forward now that designer that made that graphic is full-time working under us. Shout out to Jimmy Mitchell. Um, he's hometown designs on Instagram wow. all through that. Like that's how the connection was made. But where I'm going with this is like, I knew fan communities always existed, but like actually putting that into practice and like, for an example, giving experiences and giving cool opportunities. That's always something of interest of mine, like just giving back. Um, but another more specific example, and please stop me if I start nerding out too much, but when Jimmy Butler got traded, that was obviously a very key point to the changes that were made in our franchise. Um, as many of you are aware, a lot of fans were upset. I'm going to stop talking just because I feel like I shouldn't be sharing what I was about to share. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm not trying to get in trouble. <laughs> Maybe offline we talk about it. I'm sorry, y'all. I just like as I'm thinking out loud, I'm like, I should really stop talking right now. Well, uh, on that sorry. note, we don't want you to if you want to join the Discord and you have your mobile phone, you can scan this QR code and bring you right to the invite. Hey, let's go. And we got Zach Levine. Yeah, and we got Zach. <laughs> so that had to help turn it around, also. I'm not trying to sound sketchy. Um, just I'm thinking in my head right now. I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't be saying that publicly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna chill. It's nothing bad. It's just literally just corporate comms playing it safe kind of thing. But offline we will chat. Respect it. That's okay, Camille. Backstories always have hate and friction in them. So that's perfectly fine. Um, but it is cool that like something like positive did come from like a negative space you know the fact that you all were able to kind of flip it on its head and get more fans talking and more fans involved and just kind of uniting them bringing them together was always a positive especially when you consider you know let's face it like the organization has had its rough patches mm -hmm. which is more than you know enough reason as to why they would react to butler getting traded the way he did yeah, well, I mean, shout out to Jimmy Butler because <laughs> that opened the door for Bulls fans to have a place to communicate and get more opportunities to be connected with the team. <laughs> so, Camille, um, you you were you came off as very excited about your position. Um, was this something that you always saw yourself doing, as far as um, driving this communications um, within an organization like that? Definitely, it's it's a good mix of a lot of passions that I have. So like one aspect of it is having people have a fun time like that. I love when people are just happy, like no judgment. Everyone's having a good time. I love that. So like catering and creating those experiences is always like just deep to my heart. It's very fulfilling. Another side to it. It's, it's still content creation in some aspect of it, like still publishing on Discord and across other channels as well, still making content collaborations happen as well. Like we recently did a shoot with Polo G that'll be out uh, probably two weeks before the season starts. So like there's little products 
every once in a while that still come out. Um, like that's again, fulfilling there. Um, and then the last side of it is like the business side of things too. Like you mix all the, those three passions together and it's like, this is, this is great. So yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a type of dream job. Very cool. Very cool. So as with anything, cause it sounds like there are a lot of layers as to, you know, getting things put out there for, um, the Chicago Bulls organization, we're dealing with still like relatively new media, um, as far as, um, you know, I'm trying to think cause I'm, I'm so media <laughs> literate. <laughs> the, Melissa and Derek are always helping me with things, but as far as like TikTok and just any type of creation that's out there, is there any like trepidation that you guys have as a team, as far as like when you're putting content out and how it, how it could possibly be perceived um, in a negative sense with anything you guys do? That's a great question. Something that we have to always think about because anything that we publish can be used by the media or can be used by a fan account or can be used by literally anyone that can spread it out very quickly. And I think each one of us on the bulls here, at least from the content slash publishing side, has a, a scary story <laughs> of where something went wrong. Like I've made the mistake of accidentally misspelling things or publishing the wrong information and then that gets spread out very very quickly like as you all are very aware we are a big franchise that anything we publish gets seen by thousands and thousands of people so yeah we do have to think about how things can be understood or how things can be misunderstood we have to factor in a ton of different things there um which is scary it's definitely like stressful at times um, even during games right like you have to also fall under the guidelines that the NBA puts on us. We have to be cautious of any rules that are set. Like even just legality wise, right? Like I can't share, for example, my predictions on the bull season. Like that's not, not want to be wrong. But I legally can't, you know, it's like little things like that. The fans don't see too, but yeah, definitely be cautious. Right, so. Do you have any horror, horror stories you can share with us? <laughs> I don't know if you can, but if you can. One that comes to mind, and I can't remember which players it was from a few years back. We signed on two players, and I totally – I'm, like, getting embarrassed right now. But um, Good. I learned a lot from it, but uh, <laughs> I basically swapped the two players' names. Like, I put – it wasn't, I'm just going to make up two names just so that like I protect those players and myself here. But if the player's name was Camille Strychars, I put like Derek Strychars and Camille Briscoe, you know, like I, I completely messed that up. And this is like a very light example, but that was screenshotted. And then anytime the Bulls posted that day, people would reply to it. Like, Oh, we saw it. It was, it was one of the trending topics on Reddit that day. Like literally, <laughs> I got toasted in the office too, like all all fun and games. But yeah, it was that was a simple simple mistake that I made, and I I did deserve I guess that. But yeah, that's just one of many examples right, right there. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure, like having so many eyes on what you post and negative stuff. Unfortunately, travels way faster than things that are correct and positive. So sure. shout out to you for being able to balance all that and do you have to get like a lot of approval? Do, do people have to get a lot of, because you handle the social channels for the most part, right? So, Not anymore. Uh, before I was one of the people on the, on the team 
publishing every day. Now it's mostly Joe and Nico on our team. Shout out to both of them right there. Um, and obviously a few others as well, but they're the ones primarily running the day-to-day, especially on the basketball side. Um, in terms of approvals, for the most part, no, unless it's very high-level things. Like say, for an example, if someone unfortunately were to pass away, we really need to make sure that's said the right way. And it's, a, it's like a really meaningful, very impactful moment. So like that would get approved by like our VP of comms or, or things like that. Um, if it's anything like an official release, we have an entire PR team that reviews and sends things over to us. Like if a trade were to happen. Um, but when it comes to day-to-day publishing, like for the most part, it's just us free reign, which is again, scary. But like once you are in it, you get used to it. Um, and also to note too, it's there are those scary moments, but it's also very empowering too. Like it's a lot of power in your fingertips. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That feeling when you have like a post go viral must be really great. Oh, for sure. I feel like we all have our own proud moments and like, there's a lot of like, yes, there's the, the, the scary horror stories that we learn from, but then there's also, yes, the, the, the other end of it where like very proud of products that go very viral on, online. Where do you think you're getting the most engagement from across like all social channels? It depends. Like each channel we treat differently. Um, so like how we post onto Instagram is be much different than how we post on Snapchat or on TikTok. Like especially like if, if something was posted on Benny's TikTok, it's a complete different audience than if it were on like our Bulls community page um, on Instagram. So yeah, I guess the answer there is like it, it just depends on like which platform and whatnot. But heavily skewed towards Illinois, um, we are very international, so. It, a lot of presence in like Brazil, in Philippines, and in Poland as well, like in France, like that, I guess that list goes on. We are, we are everywhere, which is good. But yeah, it's definitely mostly a good portion in Illinois. I can definitely speak to the Philippines audience because I am Filipino and I went to, when I went there like two, three years ago, my goodness, it was like, I would see like all these Bulls jerseys and shirts and hats and um, a lot of like street art too. So that's really cool. Yeah, Bulls, Bulls fandom is definitely worldwide. It was really cool to see all that. There um, we go. Our efforts are working. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's true. Now you guys do have a pretty big reach. Um, now as far as like, cause you guys have some amazing ideas. How do you guys keep pushing the envelope to, um, to stay where you're at? Yeah, that's actually important thing to all this right like i guess across any business which is weird to think as the bulls as a business right but um it's innovation is very important not only to stay on top of the game but just in general yeah like i'm I'm thinking about it right now like even even the events that we create or things that we do inside the arena like this year you're going to see an entirely new revamped mobile app right like in that mobile app, you'll be able to order things in your seat. You'll be able to see virtual maps inside your seat. Like there's, it's really cool, by the way. I'm, yeah, that's really I want to like sell it to you all right now, but like, I guess stay tuned there. Like there's a lot of cool things that are coming out from there, but yeah, it's always important to use your words here to, to push the envelope there because there's so much that can be done. And luckily we are the bulls so that we can make a lot of things happen, you know, so Speaking on pushing the envelope, I don't know if you can speak on it, but during um during the Bucks series and like the stuff or the stuff that happened with Grayson, 
how 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 is that like with the social media teams and going back and forth if you can speak on it i'm not sure if you can but for the most part we just and this is across all nba teams there's a fine line of needing to be careful um like again like the nba put some rules on us um Yeah, I, I'm going to protect myself okay, okay. by not answering fully. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm very happy to talk offline. That's great. That's cool. I wasn't so here. like, for instance, like there's a video going around with uh, DeMar in the ring. So you guys can't put like Grayson Allen's face <laughs> on the guy that he's sparring with, right? Yeah, like for the for the most part, I think it's the, the easiest way to like answer this is like, we always, we don't ever want to put another team down. Even like, <laughs> it, it's things that have to filter a lot of things that I want to say, but where I'm going with this is we have to always make sure we're protecting fans. Like we're not making fun of fans. We're not making fun of franchises. We're not like putting one down. This, this is very like, positive atmosphere. Um, there are some ways to get around some things. So like us setting the good morning tweet with some subtle messages within there. Um, I'm going to stop talking there. I'm like trying to play <laughs> like kind of walk a fine line for you all here, but I'm not trying to get clipped out there. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> Camille said, Camille from the Bulls said, you know. I'm like, can we at least ask you whose fault it was when Benny decided to take over the Bulls? Ah, uh, oh, that was funny. The schedule release, that was actually, there's so many cool stories within that, but one story I do definitely want to share is that our Bulls TV team and Nico from our team as well drove out four and a half hours to a bull farm in Missouri <laughs> oh my <laughs> to, get, to get the content from there. Um, and then as some of you know, or if you don't know, we did a schedule release. That was like a big prank essentially of like Benny taking over and showing a schedule of a couple of actual real life bulls. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that's a huge shout out to Nico. Big shout out to Benny for being involved and being a good support there. Um, yeah, it's just, I just want to paint a picture to you all. Like imagine going to the office and just seeing Benny Bull just at a desk, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely. You guys posted a photo of that. That was cute. Yeah. Like it's, our days in the office are so much different than majority of people's. And like, that's not like, wow, it sounded very like arrogant and very like, <laughs> I think I'm saying everything wrong in this podcast. <laughs> you're fine. We all doing. I mean, no, most offices don't have Benny sitting at a desk, right. so that's fair. I feel better now. <laughs> you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, having um, a player like Horace Grant to reach out with the uh, the fans. Is it easy for you all to? to touch base with those former players and, and keep them involved with the uh, the audience that we have today? It's not always the easiest because of schedule commitments. Like they are busy people. And also there's a, we have to be cautious of like, we can't always request them um, just like in a respect of time and whatnot. So like we can't make everything happen. Actually a lot of, a decent amount of requests do get declined. Um, but access is definitely there like we don't have access to every player for i'm gonna try to answer this we have contact to our players right um both existing and past and that's a big shout out to our community relations team 
that also does a lot of alumni relations work too. Um, forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> um, yeah, we have access to players if need be, but it's not always that easy as it seems. It's uh, like the schedule commitment. Why um, you had to change from Luau and Joe being at the Bulls Fest? Yeah, that's a, that's a good example, right? For like Bulls Fest, um, Joe Kim Noah and, and Dang were we had them scheduled to appear. It just didn't work out. We had to replace, and luckily, like our placements are like very happy with it. It's uh, Dale and Terry and Ben Gordon. Um, both their basketball clinics, by the way, are fully sold out. The wait list is so long. So like I, I hope there's a there's a way to work around that to get more people in that clinic, but they'll be both doing photo opportunities at Bulls Fest. Um and I guess not to promote Bulls Fest too much here right now, we're about to say, but if you're a Bulls fan, like definitely check out Bulls fan. Uh check out Bulls fan. <laughs> check out Bulls Fest. Because like there's there's a lot that goes on. Even like the social media posts that we've published out there, it doesn't show everything that's gonna be there. Um like if you want to take a photo with the six trophies, that'll be there. If you want access to players, like that's going to happen. If you want to see a dunk show with the flight brothers, that will be there. If you want to, if you think you're a, a good basketball player and maybe you are like put it to the test and join a three point contest. Like we have it open to the fans and you can go in there and do a three point contest. There's going to be food. There's going to be music. We have G Herbo and DeBrat headlining um, art show. There's over a hundred artists from all over the world. It's not just Chicago artists. All over the world are coming there. They're going to be selling their artwork. Portions are going to Chicago Bulls Charities. I'm going to stop talking because I feel like I'm just a, like an advertisement right now. No, like, well, the, the point of this show was to advertise. Yeah. For Bulls. <laughs> yeah, I guess true. Okay, true. True, true, true. I saw the list of artists. Like You guys got some really good artists, so that's really exciting. Yeah. Who are you most excited for? I'm curious. Uh, I, I don't want to. I can't answer that. Okay, fair. fair enough fair enough i will say i have is... some friends that are going to be there okay so i don't want so i can't answer i can't answer we're all the same here i'll okay i'll i'll answer this one by saying one thing i'm excited about is jc rivera's uh sculptures that he's selling i hope i get my hands on one i want one so bad so, <laughs> good. so, cool. so there's a special um a fan who is trying to make their way there. Would you all be able to sponsor said fan? Said fan can get access to the festival. <laughs> we can make that happen. Uh, the flights one that would be a, a tough sell, <laughs> but. He's got a nasty three-point shot. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. That's what I heard. Where are you getting this information from? <laughs> From all the mess you were talking. I believe I was talking about how bad of a player <laughs> I am. But um yeah, so if you could make that happen, Camille, that would be, <laughs> be great. Hey, if, if maybe we can meet halfway, like if you can guarantee that you'll play in a three-point contest and agree to <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hey. Let me let me reel it back. I, I'm curious to now see how how well you can play. Maybe we'll we'll sign you up. Oh, I guess the sign-ups are too late now, but we also have a 3v3 tournament happening. So maybe we uh we have like a late edition of a team. We just throw you in with people. I don't know. But 
Is that all filled up? Like the, the rosters and all the teams are all filled up? The 3v3 tournament, those registrations are now over. Um, but there, there's some serious talent that's playing. Like one, I guess I can't really talk about that either. But on, on the back end, I just heard that some people that signed up. I'm just like, wow, like that's going to be entertaining basketball to watch. And what's cool about this too, what the team did is that they separate it by category. So like there's an elite division. There's like a kid's division. There's like a, like a more casual division. So like even that's going to be fascinating to watch. Like I will be there by the way. I'm definitely going to be scoping out. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Is it co-ed? Cause I saw some, some uh, women on Twitter saying that they were part of that tournament, but I didn't know if you guys integrated with the, if you're integrating them with the men or you have enough there's, women that signed up. There's, separately so like there's one that's only men's only there's one that's co-ed there's one that's just for women um i believe there's there might be i need to double check on this so don't quote me on this but i think there's also co-ed for the kids as well available there's a lot of options like there were definitely like anyone can get involved regardless of skill level that's so cool so you're not gonna play we're that'd be cool <laughs> i would embarrass myself so bad <laughs> Like this, okay, this is this is a, a random story, but it's along the lines of like how quickly I got humbled in my skill of basketball. <laughs> One of the really cool perks that we have here as Bulls employees is something called noon hoops. So during the season, we're able to play on the United Center court. Um, it's like once a week thing or like bi-weekly. It depends on like the events. It depends on what we have going on. But every once in a while, we can play on the actual United Center court. And I remember once I didn't play often, but this time when I did, we had our coaching staff play too. And it's like crazy when you watch like on TV, people play basketball. It's like, oh, wow, like they're good. But like, you don't realize how good they actually are. And then you add, you add that perspective to like the coaching staff. Like you just think like, oh, like they're coaches, whatever. Y'all, I, <laughs> I got humbled. So I, I didn't, I had low expectations for myself already, but when playing us, then that was <laughs> different. That's like, wow, we are just so far on skill levels here. Yeah, it was, yeah. Were you playing full court or half court? Full court, which made things even worse for me. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> that's another thing. Like, oh yeah, I can run. Yeah, no problem. And you really start playing. You're just like, yeah, this is. Yeah, you don't realize it. Were you guys, do you guys do like five on five? Yeah, five and five. Oh, that's so cool. We're not playing full minutes, to be clear. We're not, we're not, we're not playing. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. It's not like a full out thing, but um, it's definitely more casual. But yeah, the, people are setting picks. People are taking charges. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. So you said it was the coaching staff? Uh, they can join if they want to. This was, this is probably like four years ago. Um, okay. But yeah, like I can't remember. This is probably before my time, but I, I could have sworn one time Scottie Pippen popped in for a game. Like that's obviously very rare. I think he was here for an event, but like he heard that Bulls employees are playing basketball. He's like, yeah, why not? Again, don't quote me on that. Cause that's before my time. I wasn't there, but yeah, it's definitely like a, a really cool perk. I'm curious to know if other NBA teams do that. So, so what's like a typical day in the life of you at, at the office? To, it's, I feel like almost every employee can answer this because like we all have just such different jobs and it's like very not like an office job. Um, for me in particular, especially these like during the off season, it's a lot of strategic planning, 
it's a lot of events that are happening on like Lollapalooza was happening in the past. We have the, the draft lottery with the draft, um, the summer league. Um, but these like upcoming days, like this month, a lot of it's bulls fest, a lot of it's connections with people, a lot of it's building processes in place. Like one project, I guess first time we'll be saying it publicly would be through this podcast. But like one thing I'm working on is a creator program where it's going to be so much easier for any aspiring or existing creator to work with us like if they want to publish their work um onto our instagram like that's gonna be a lot more easier to do through this program if someone wants access to bulls resources like being able to shoot a game or being able to film something on the court like this creator program if all goes well like you'll have that chance to do so so like i'm really excited about that um that's definitely a month at least away but yeah that's a, a next that's what i'm doing right now like behind the scenes can you expand upon that or not really like do people have to register for it and that's like your specific group of creators uh i guess the easiest way to put it and this could obviously change um essentially at the at the bare minimum it's gonna be a website where you can submit how and what you'd like to do with us and then it just goes from there that's probably the easiest way to explain it it's not gonna be like a we're selecting 10 people for the year. It's not gonna be like kind of that thing. Mm -hmm. It could evolve to that. Um, but yeah, for a very minimum, it's kind of just like a way for someone to get in touch with us. Because in the past, like how I work with people is usually me reaching out to people. Like if, if I know we need to have a, like a graphic designer in that example I shared earlier. If we need a graphic designer, it, I go through people that I know personally, or I just pop onto Instagram or pop onto Twitter and look through and find someone to reach out. Or it's people reaching out to me through email or through DMs because that happens to, um, it's not like a systemized process. It's not like a way to quickly organize and also store, yeah, like being able to quickly access people essentially. So it sounds like we can go on this website and say, hey, the Bulls don't have an official podcast. <laughs> we <laughs> got one for you. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's a good example. Exactly. Like it'd be an easier way of being like, hey, this is what we have right now this is what we plan on doing this is what we need from the bulls to make this happen exactly and like what's cool about this like what i'm personally excited about this if, if everything goes well it's not official it's not launched out it's still very like much a baby um what i like most about it, it's so fulfilling is literally just giving people a chance and giving people the opportunity to do things like i feel like everyone has like i experience this all the time especially growing up too it's like Sometimes you just don't feel like you have that opportunity. Like this is now someone's opportunity. So like, that's what I'm really excited about. Okay. So just so you, you get the hint, like we want the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Very subtle. Well, Hey, well, one thing I want to add to, we, we used to have a, a Bulls podcast it was hosted by Chuck Swirsky, who was one of your recent hosts. Um, it was like a content series sponsored by Lexus. I can't remember what happened there. Like that was a that was a really cool podcast or whatnot. Let's definitely get get talks here. You're right. We don't have an official podcast right now, and y'all been killing it. I've been I was going through the guest list. I'm like, y'all really want me as a next guest? Like I, I'm gonna follow after all these people. Well, we want you to see man. We, we brought on, and plus, you are a very important part of the Bulls organization. Why would we not have you on? Thank you, thank you. Just one piece, one piece of the massive puzzle. You're a huge piece. I mean, you're a big reason that, like, we're even given this platform to speak on, I would say. 
hey, you all do the hard work. I just help facilitate, like help, help make it possible. Gave us these opportunities. Great. <laughs> Got the opportunities to moderate for social channels and yeah. you know, help you guys out with that. <laughs> Y'all are doing so well. So well. Like I guess the listeners and viewers as well, like Melissa and Derek are superstar moderators. Like one example, Melissa, for an example, anytime there's like a reported tweet, I click on it, it's already taken care of. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make sure that stuff is not there yeah, we, we're on it we're on it we gotta make sure we keep Seriously, it though. and Derek you too you put in some late night hours like it's like <laughs> it's like 11 30 and a fan asked a question you're responding to it I'm like you know what awesome <laughs> good work Wait, I'm super always stars. awake <laughs> superstars so um going back to Bulls Fest you said we got uh the Brett and G Herbo performing how mm. did it come about with the bread because I've seen a lot of people on Discord were like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's a, a big approach to, I, well, this is, I guess, let me back up. This is our first time running a festival. Like it's a first time running a huge street festival. It's supposed to be smaller than what we originally anticipated. Shout out to Michelle McComas on our game entertainment team. Um, she was tasked with with finding artists in, in general and like we were thinking that we're going to go small and she locked in G Herbo for an example. Like that's not just like an anybody, you know, you like with, with the Brad, like I'm not familiar with her songs. Like I just wasn't around that time or that era, but where I'm going with this is what's cool about her lineup. Even like the, the acts before both headliners, it hits on a wide variety of music. And um, like, that's what's important about this festival too, right? Like we're hitting all different types of people as well. And everyone that has their own interests can view and listen experience. Like whatever you are, whatever reason you are a Bulls fan for or because of, you get to experience that at Bulls Fest across like all different things that we have planned. That's the beautiful thing about like sports and basketball and the Bulls. Like it just brings together so many different types of people from all walks of life. So it's, it's a, it's good that you guys were able to cater to pretty much everybody. Like, I didn't even know there were going to be other artists, music artists that were going to be there. Mm-hmm. Other than two headliners, so I must have missed that. Yeah, there'll be some DJs, um, some Bulls DJs as well. Um, like, house music will definitely be present there. Like, house music was born in Chicago, you know. Hey, so- shout out Marky Boy. He's going to be there too, right? <laughs> there you go. We got, yeah, we got a whole, we got a whole list. <laughs> of, yeah. Uh, of ours performing like that's i think another thing too i need to double check on this i i should probably just i should have googled this before or checked out our website shout out to the bulls.com <laughs> but um i think too even on stage one of the days i'm pretty sure we have lovables running a fitness clinic as well um yeah, i saw that in the morning also oh, it is okay good okay i was like was i dreaming about this or is this actually happening there's just so many things happening during bulls fest that i kind of like forget some things but yeah yeah, um, Brad, uh, I think there was a Levables clinic. We're going to have to zoom in here. Roll up at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost certain. I can I can double check here. With the I know team. I saw it on Instagram that they were having. I a- saw it. I did see it. Weren't you talking about it too, Derek? How you guys were going to possibly do it? Or was it Justin? 
me. I know yeah, it was I on their Instagram. I know that they're supposed to also um, be on stage for the first time. Yes. Going to get up there and do a couple backflips. Yeah, I've been <laughs> waiting for this. No, I want no part of that. But to your point, the, the Lobos being out there for the first time, yeah, like uh, we, our team is now fully selected. Um, it's going to be at their first performance as the Chicago Lovables for this season. That's going to be a really cool moment. I'll definitely check that out too. Um, and shout out to all of them too. Like this is going to get very off topic very quickly, but like they are athletes. Like people would just think like, oh, they're dancers, whatever. Like, no, they are athletes. And like, I hope this clinic does happen. I'm pretty sure it it, it is going to happen but y'all should try that clinic because that'll humble you really quick too <laughs> sounds like melissa you need to go ahead and audition maybe you'll be a level point uh, it's, <laughs> tough, it's <laughs> tough very tough yeah i used to mess around with some dance here and there but it's okay a lot you know you feel me i mean it's in the jeans you feel me it's okay so... <laughs> but not like that I like that. Oh, hey, maybe during the concerts, we'll, we'll see some dance moves. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> if we see your backflip. We can make a trade here. But I, a, I don't want, I'm not trying to. Not trying he to set us up that. for that, though, at the at the full, uh, at the drop parties. Like, you got to see him do a backflip. We didn't see the backflip. To fill people in here, uh, <laughs> Luca. No context. Luca, our, essentially our head of content, he informed Melissa and crew that I have done a backflip in the past, which I've done like two backflips in the past four years. <laughs> like I don't do them. Like I, yeah, but it's just not what you do when you go to the office. Yeah, I'm not trying to break my neck. Like I have a, I have a very exciting life to live. Like I, I have so many things I want to do in my life. I'm not trying to ruin it off of doing a, a random backflip with like, yeah, but anyways. Well, both of us would be an epic place to do it and you won't break your neck. That's good to hear, I guess. <laughs> Maybe if like if a show gets canceled, you know, maybe I have to fill in. Like maybe that's what I would go for. I'd be like, hey, everybody, we're gonna do a backflip. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, Melissa. <laughs> like, hmm. No, oh, man. So, <laughs> is there any upcoming um, Bulls community projects that you can speak about? Um, like uh, our buddy Dale, uh, he did a. He did the ASAO sign language national anthem for the Bears. Like, I think we get have him do that for the Bulls one night. That is in the works. I can't say anything anything past that, but hopefully all things go well. Like that's that's one thing I can't stress enough to like all of our fans in general. There are so many things behind the scenes that like restrict us or like slow us down. Like that's one thing that's like it seems very easy and like the front end of things, but in the back end, it's like yeah, there's a lot of approvals. There's a lot of regulations. There's a lot of like scheduling of things, but that actually is in the works. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be, I don't know if it's anything is anything near being official, but really want Dale out there. Shout out to Dale for real. Awesome guy. Um, do y'all remember how to say go bulls in sign language? Yeah. Hey, I remember to <laughs> go. That was fine. Hey, that was too quick. What would do it again? <laughs> like that get it oh, do I have to do like no. yeah for, <laughs> for people who aren't watching the video version we're 
doing American Sign Language on how to say go Bulls at this moment. Yeah, shout out Dale. He has brought a lot of awareness around the community that, I mean, there are things that I, I honestly have taken for granted too. So it's really nice to have like representation from all, again, all walks of life um, to really bring awareness around these things. It's really cool you guys brought him on to, to do that. So shout out to you guys for paying attention to things like that. Because because of that, I mean, through the Bulls, I learned more about the ASL community. So it's really, you know, it really works what you guys do, getting people involved and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the best part is getting fans together, right? Like there's like, even with meeting you all, I could literally learn something from each of you. Like the, the beautiful thing about community in general is literally just connecting people with aligned interests. Like if you're a Bulls fan, like you can meet other Bulls fans from literally across the world. Like even things that we're building out here internally, it's going to get to a place where you can reach out to, I don't want to say any Bulls fan, but it'd be much easier to connect with Bulls fans. Like anyone who has a, an interest, even within, I'm, my brain gets too excited sometimes. Um, even within Bulls fandom alone, right? Like it's gonna be a lot easier to connect with a Bulls fan because you're a Bulls fan through basketball. Like we'll have communities for that side. Or if like, you are a Bulls fan from the fashion side. Like there's gonna be a way to connect with Bulls fans that are on the fashion side. Like there's there's so many things to be built out. It's a lot of pieces and a lot of a lot of stones to step on. But like once things are moving and grooving, it's gonna be really cool. Like even more than what we have built out now. I'm excited. Yeah, there's so many fans to connect. And and you guys do a really good job too of just like innovating and stuff like that and being like pioneers for things. Even even when it came down to like the Twitter's community thing, the Twitter community thing, like we you know you grew the largest community right out of all NBA teams yeah i think i i have to double check here but i think we're still number one spot and that's a big shout out to you all too again like that's don't be pushing the spotlight over to us like that's you guys were a big part of that that's we huge. also got love from twitter that's that's also pretty cool like twitter corporate reached out saying like they were really proud of the twitter community and like what how we're involving fans as part of the moderators too and how we all grew that together so like that's it's cool we it's cool that we're all getting that recognition even outside of like our own little bubble of bulls fandom i think yeah. even the discord was number one or probably still is number one that's yeah, number one look at us go look uh, at us go y'all that's a cool <laughs> oh got the international channels adding to the discord like i'm talking to bulls fans from australia the uk <laughs> so it's like global connection if you're a bulls fan so that is pretty awesome yeah exactly and like that's one thing i hope it gets to a point where everyone starts like genuinely creating true connections like fans with i don't know not fans friends of each other so like literally it could get to a point where if ever visiting chicago like a fan from outside of the country We'll have a fan or a friend. I keep saying fan and friend in the same sentence. And I keep placing work here, but like it could get to a point where like true friendship is happening. Where if a person was going to Chicago, you can host them. Or if you were to stop by France, like you can stop by and they show you around. Like, I don't know. It's it's really cool what we're building out. And it's and it's it's so special that we're they're all making this happen, you know. Yeah, I could definitely speak to that because there are people that I've actually met now in real life that I'm friends with and it's all because of the Bulls community. And I probably, I mean, I probably wouldn't have run into them any other way, but it was through the Twitter Bulls community. And I actually, we're friends now, like we got a little group. And so it's really cool. 
and you get to talk to people internationally as Derek said so that's it's really cool the Bulls are a legendary organization and you guys do such a good job of like catering to the fans so shout out y'all let's go y'all make it easy for us so were you a Bulls were you a Bulls fan growing up it's a great question I would like I I feel like by default I kind of have to be a Bulls fan. I was born in Chicago, you know, it's so, like okay. by default. Um, obviously, like Michael Jordan and like that is a huge help as well. I wasn't the reason why I said like this is a great question. I got excited was because I wasn't at first like a diehard basketball fan in general. Mm-hmm. Like I knew just by default again, I was Chicago sports fan. Um, deciding between Sox and Cubs was a lot harder because like two decide between two things. But again, I started off by default, but then really started going really into the Bulls. My first time ever at a game was such an incredible experience. Like that really like locked it in. I was probably maybe like 12-ish, maybe younger, probably younger. First ever Bulls game, I got randomly selected with my best friend to go onto the court and high five all the players. Wow. It was I was like so mind blown. <laughs> I was just like, what am I? Do- I'm on the court right now. There's like 20,000 people. I'm high fiving players. Like, yeah. So, like that. And then now becoming employed by the Bulls, it's like full circle. Full really, circle. Really, yeah. I still have the foam finger in my house of like the one I got from my first ever Bulls game. So, like, yeah, it's all, it's all really special. That is so cool. Do you remember who you were? Like, do you remember who was playing? Who you high five? I don't remember. It was it was literally like all a blur, and I still can't remember which year that was. But I just remember that experience. Oh, also as part of that experience, I remember we interacted with Benny the Bull as well. I remember the shirt that I was wearing was covered in silly string, and I remember we couldn't take it off. Like my mom and I couldn't take it off. I don't remember why, but that was really cool too. Like interacting with Benny the Bull, it's like, what is going on right now? So yeah, I became a Benny the Bull fan. I became a Bulls fan, and now here I am, full circle. Yeah, it's totally. Exactly. Full circle. So you you understand firsthand how important it is to connect with the fans because that's something that really stuck with you at 12 years old. Wow, this is this feels like a like a really good therapy session. <laughs> wow, maybe maybe that's why like I'm so involved with this side of of what we're doing here. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't Everything think about that. Everything has a backstory. It's all there's all a foundation there. Like that that left an impression with you. Like I can remember my first moments at Uh-oh. at the Bulls Stadium. Like I remember all that stuff. So so important like you remember those small interactions and it just sticks with you and let's full circle here you are you're so right though mostly you're so right though honestly like now i think about it like if i can replicate whatever i experienced to everyone for the first time mean like interacting with bulls that'd be incredible because i literally i don't know how much like i would pay so much money for someone experience what i what i experienced it was incredible like it was mind-blowing i feel that way about all my experiences at the at the stadium. And then to top it off, the draft party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the my draft party. Goodness. That was like, so good. Yeah. I had goosebumps. Like I had I had boost. I have goosebumps right now. See? <laughs> <laughs> but like walking into the locker room, I'm like, I'm I I'm you're lucky I didn't pass out because it would have been a hole. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah, those things really stick with you for sure. Justin, you're next. We got to give you an awesome experience here. I would love to experience all of these things. 
we got to fly you out. That's our first problem here. <laughs> exactly. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> so we're going to have to start a GoFundMe to get Justin to the Chicago. Where, where are we at on fest. that, Derek? Did we, did we start it for me yet? I was in the process of starting. And then it was like asking for my social. And I was like, uh, let's find another one. Really that kidding? sounds like a see what had happened was. <laughs> I don't want to hear a see what had happened with story. You got to make it happen. Come on. Yeah, just post a tweet. If you would like to find Justin's trip to Chicago. Well, hey, what if we <laughs> one up it? Justin, what if we got you to the Paris game? Like, what if, what what? if, on, the side, what if on the bull side, if we were able to lock in tickets? I shouldn't be talking these kinds of things. Like, I mean, like, in my head, it sounds like a great idea. In my head, they sound like great ideas until like it has to actually come to life. And it's like, oh, maybe that wasn't possible or whatever. But mm -hmm. one thing I think we could make possible, it's not the easiest thing to do, but there could be a way of getting tickets to the actual game at Paris that it would not obviously include flights and whatnot. But I guess, again, we'll talk offline here. Yo. Okay. We can definitely talk. <laughs> Things don't happen unless we start actually putting it out there. So there you go. We're manifesting. We're manifesting here. There so we gotta manifest. So what else so, you got going on? Anything else going on? There's just always something going on, which is a good. I wouldn't even call it a problem. It's like it's a good thing to face. Uh, the one thing that can get challenging is literally prioritizing things, like. One thing we mentioned earlier is like the international chats within the Discord server. Like that is, that's been on a to-do list for so long and it keeps getting pushed down with other things that are more quote unquote, like high priority, like Bulls Fest obviously being one of those high priority items. But um, yeah, there's so many projects and so many things that can and should be done. And also like even within that, it's like things, making things better. Or like how can we do things differently? How can we like, to Justin's point earlier, like how can we innovate? Like there's just an endless amount of things to do that I, I want to make happen and I can't because it's impossible, but I will try my best. <laughs> People keep uh, sending me DMs on Discord like, have they selected the uh, international mods yet? <laughs> like A status update there is <laughs> we have the applications all set through. We went through a pretty much almost all of them. It's now like really filtering throughout more, um, making sure that there's a process in place there. Uh, yeah, it's it's in progress. I'm hoping that within the next two weeks, I don't quote me on that, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully within the next two weeks we have it live. But I guess on the topic of Discord, specifically with Discord, what we did in the first season was pretty cool, but that's, just the start of things, you know? So like, I'm excited for all that's gonna be built out. Even with Twitter communities too, like I feel like we kind of set the foundation in place. We kind of launched it. Now it's really time to put the, what is it? Pedal to the metal? Is that the, is that the correct term? Yeah. Pedal to the metal? Something sounds weird yeah. saying that out loud, but um, yeah. And that's a thing too, to add, if anyone has ideas of like what you want to see, always reach out. Um, this is to all listeners out there. If you have any ideas or anything that you want or think would be really cool for Bulls fans, like 
We're open ears. Trust me. We are open ears. We can't make everything possible, but we are open ears and we'll try our best. Yeah, that totally worked. Cause uh, I remember with like the pin tweet thing in the communities and what was the other thing? Um, I think organizing the order of how they're seen. We had, uh, we were talking about that and you made it, you made it happen. Twitter made it happen. <laughs> you made it happen yeah. by reaching out to your people. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the, the impact we all have, right? Like even like, like literally all of us in this here, like even in this conversation that we're having, like one person could be listening to this and it could completely change what they think is possible. Or like, I don't know. It's just, it's funny how the life works sometimes, you know? 100%. All it takes is for one person to like, hey, I do have a chance. Let me reach out and things go from there. And so that is how Justin gets the Bulls fest. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, if you find your way to get into Chicago, we will hook you up with access into Bulls Fest. No problem. Just getting there is the is the issue. And that's the thing too. The reason why I have to filter out a lot of things that I say is because if I make a promise, then I'm going to get so many messages from other people saying, like, <laughs> oh, can I get this? Because like, no, <laughs> we can't make everything possible. We want to, trust me, we want to. Definitely <laughs> don't want everybody hitting up like, hey, you gave him a flight. <laughs> Can we get a flight? <laughs> Y'all would be surprised. Like some, even with a, with the draft party, like if I could, if, if we as entire crew can make that experience possible for every Bulls fan, trust me, we would like if, if that was possible. But even with that specific draft party, I guess to fill in everyone, we invited 16 people in for the draft to watch the bulls draft with us hence why we call it the draft the bulls draft party and in there was the ability to watch it inside the locker room we reserved the united center floor we brought it down to the score where we had custom graphics made we had custom jerseys made uh draft caps that were custom stitched on uh we had planned to do a facetime with our newest draft pick like there's a lot of things that are planned there and within there i think over 20 people behind the scenes were involved on the bull staff side to make that possible. So like something that it could seem very simple again from the front end, but in the back end, it's like, there's so many missing, I mean, there's so many moving pieces in the back end. So like, I guess where I'm going with this <laughs> to summarize, if I could replicate it to all bulls fans, it'd be awesome, but it's just not possible with the resources that we have. Yeah. It was, it's like, a billion or so Bulls fans that they can't all <laughs> Yeah, we all can't fit you all in the United Center, you know. This is actually a random fun fact. Uh we heard from Adam Silver that 99.9%, it's actually I think even more than 99. It's like 99.9 percent of fans never attend a game. Like that stat is actually insane. And like that's something that we even consider like with with things that we do online, right? Like how can we replicate the game experience for fans that will never attend a game or how can we create better experiences or yeah, I guess replicating, I guess in general, just giving people experiences that they normally wouldn't have. But yeah, that stat was crazy when we heard that for the first time. That is an insane stat. That's across NBA. Crazy. Yeah, I think it's across NBA. It makes sense though. If you think about it, like for the most part, I think they, in that survey, I think they consider like anyone that's, in general, just like a basketball fan mm -hmm. that knows of NBA, but still it is crazy to think about how many people have never been to a Bulls game before. Um, in general, like 
Yeah. I like what you guys do with the the app, like the Bulls IQ stuff is really fun. Yes. It, there's, sorry, go ahead. No, it's, it, it's, like, it's fun to, like, I'm like swiping between my live tweets on Twitter and Bulls IQ and the game. So that's really cool. I like that you guys do that. Like, how, how does that process work? What's well, that? shout out to our product team here at the Bulls. Um, they were the ones that made that possible. Also, shout out to AT&T for sponsoring that activation. Um, but yeah, even with that, it's like to fill people in, Bulls IQ is essentially like a, a live game that you can play while watching the game. Like you make predictions, like a question would pop up, like who's going to score the first back, uh, who's going to score the first basket? And you have to pick between four options and then you get points throughout the night and you get some pretty cool prizes. Like there's hats, there's tickets, there's signed jerseys. One of the years we actually brought in Kirk Heinrich to uh, talk to people live. That was really cool. Um, but yeah, during we'll bring that back. So like during the season, definitely do play that. Um, yeah. Shout out again to the product team. They do so much behind the scenes that people don't realize. Like they're the ones that build out the mobile app. They build up the, the pages on bulls.com, the, the powerhouse team, that team. And there's like so many people to moderate, even on the bulls IQ side too. Like I, I hop in there and you see all, there's so many people on that app, like at all times, the admin does really good, whoever does that. Um, so that's really cool. I like that a lot. So as you said, like a way to get people involved during the games, like can't attend the games. It's just kind of speaking on that. It's really cool. I, I think that's pretty unique to the, Bulls organization too. I don't really know of any other team that does that. We're trying to be the best. We are we are the Chicago Bulls. Like that's kind of <laughs> like what I say to people like when they work with us. It's like if someone has a small idea, I'm like, how can we make it bigger? And this I think a lot of our staff members do this. Like we are the Chicago Bulls. It's kind of like reminding people it's like we shouldn't be settling for less. Like let's keep expanding. Let's keep making things bigger and better. Um but going back really quick, if anyone has ideas in terms of like what would be cool to do again we're all open ears i think the trivia slash game thing i can't remember how it came to life but that's a great example of like if someone wanted to do something trivia wise or betting wise not betting wise like fun game wise all it takes is just messaging one of us and seeing if we can make it possible so always share your ideas we want to make the best experiences out there so like something that immediately popped into my head when you were talking about um like 99. <clears throat> All uh, percent of people never actually go to a game. Yeah, um, it'd be cool. Like if we could do something like virtual reality, where you got you got virtual tickets, and you, you it seems like you're walking to your seat, and then you, you are able to just watch the game, maybe from a different camera angle, like you were actually sitting at a seat. I think the NBA has that program. I I could be. <laughs> I'm scared. I feel like our, our comms team is going to listen to this podcast and be like, Camille, <laughs> you are fired. <laughs> You're saying all the wrong things. Uh, but I'm pretty sure the NBA has at least, I'm like, if you guys ever hear me pause in my thought, a lot of times it's like, should I be saying this? You're trying just, to filter. Just being transparent there. But um, I think the NBA does have a program like that, similar. But to that point, that's something we're also very open to is like augmented reality, virtual reality. I think there's a lot of cool things that we can make possible there. It's expensive things, but if you guys see anything cool, like even with that virtual reality example, please do flag over. Like 
that'd be really cool to be like one of the first teams to launch it or you know yeah like a watch party type from home and i know the nba had something like that during the bubble when they had like the fans like on the Mm -hmm. screen and (laughs) people are just sitting in tears next to other people that have popped up on their computer that just reminds me that we did a prank with Bang the Bull during the NBA bubble. I don't think enough people saw this. That's why I'm like mentioning this right now. And this is like the perfect opportunity to, to share it. But during one of the bubble games, it was the Bucks against another team. Not that that matters, but it was against the Bucks. And uh, <laughs> we had Benny join that game. So like literally like players that are playing the game, they can literally see a bunch of fans and then just Benny the Bull <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was, that was a random fun fact. That was, that was fun to do. Have you ever, well, no, I can't ask you that because Benny the Bull is Benny the Bull. It's not a costume. So never mind. Yeah, um, I don't know Benny is Benny. Benny is Benny. Benny is Benny. Um, I said, we've got five days, man. They're, they're coming up fast. Yeah. There's a lot, like if you, I'm surprised like this, there wasn't like an interruption in this meeting room. Like it's a very popular meeting room here in the office. Um, there's a lot of like people walking back and forth, I guess. Let me show you. Apologies to all the- yeah, I was audio. just asking you if you can give it a little tour. Um, so for the audio listeners here, I'm showing a quick mini tour of our office here, but I'm in a very popular meeting room here in the office that is really visually cool, but- it has a giant glass wall. So it's see-through obviously. And a ton of people are walking past and like looking over. There's a lot of like spontaneous meetings that happen. So I'm surprised like people haven't like walked in and had a meeting without seeing me in here, but yeah. We're getting some great content here, Camille. <laughs> Behind the scenes, you're showing us our future office. We appreciate it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I also like that you have the the Bulls locker room in your background. I, that's I don't feel I feel like a lot of people, the people that do set Bulls related backgrounds, they don't use the locker room. I, it's like such an under underappreciated background. I don't see a lot of people using it, so I just figured, why not? I love What's it. A, we I see you got a Bulls background. <laughs> I gotta get on it. I gotta get on it. Yeah, so. Do we know, um, like, the vendors that are going to be at Bulls Fest? I wish I had notes on this. <laughs> um, there will be food trucks present, um, most of them local, I believe. Um, maybe I can pull something up very quickly here. I don't think I'll be able to, so I'm kind of, like, trying to buy time here. But long story short, there will be food trucks. Um, they will be well-known food trucks. I think there's going to be a few that are also, like, up and coming in a sense so like definitely do check them out i don't know i don't know what, what to say there but <laughs> I'm, I'm asking like giordano's lou's like i know it's gonna be some pizza i honestly i like i'm scared to, to misspeak here but okay here we go time out nope wrong thing there will be food trucks present you will be fed there will be music there will be art, there will be food, and there will be basketball. <laughs> Come on through to Bulls Fest. And dancing. And dancing. 
courtesy of Melissa. <laughs> if you do your back flip, I'll 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 do some. I don't know what though. No. Yeah, <laughs> I have a deal here. So you just back flip and I'll figure something out. If we find a trampoline, I'll do a back flip, but I'm not gonna be doing it on the asphalt. <laughs> no, we don't want that. We don't want that. Just have Camille do a backflip and Benny can stand behind him to catch him. <laughs> I trust Benny. I trust Benny for sure. <laughs> maybe, maybe that can be possible, but yeah. Benny will be there, by the way. Benny will be at Bulls Fest. So definitely keep an eye out there. Benny's the best. That's gonna be a lot of popcorn. <laughs> I I hope popcorn is kept away from him because <laughs> I've been on multiple shoots with Benny that involve popcorn. And let me tell y'all, popcorn plus wind is a nasty combo. <laughs> trying to clean that up is that's a whole actually we filmed a TikTok with very two very popular TikTokers called Cheeky Boyos. They're like known for responding to to like wild comments. And one of the wild comments that Benny put on their video was like. I can't remember what specifically, specifically it was, but it's along the lines of like, let's fill your entire van up with popcorn. We did that. And so like literally it was like huge bags of popcorn stuffing a car and the door opened eventually to like, we had to film them coming out of the, the car. The amount, we had 10 bags of popcorn, like jumbo massive bags of popcorn that was blown out everywhere. We had to, we had to run around with brooms. Like we looked like... <laughs> Like myself and Team Benny, we're running around with like brooms, like chasing after popcorn in the streets of Chicago. We're like, what are we doing? Was that on was that on Benny's TikTok or on, on Yeah, it's on, on Benny's TikTok. Um definitely there's a lot of gold on Benny's TikTok that I don't think enough people see. Like definitely go through videos there. Like there's yeah, I this goes back to back on TikTok. It's sorry, like, go ahead. I have to I have to start utilizing TikTok again because it's like it's like a black hole though. Like once you like check out one video, you're just you find yourself like mindlessly scrolling you're watching like a cooking video and then you're watching like you, you jumping on a trampoline <laughs> like it's like <laughs> all different types of tangents so yeah we gotta tap into benny's tiktok we need to get benny on this show <laughs> we can like it just edit that uh subtitles and for i would love that i should send you all a link benny was <laughs> for april i think it's for april fools one day Benny decided he wanted to launch his own podcast. So he did that. And it was, <laughs> I guess I don't have to ruin the surprise here, but you can guess it was just like a, an hour long of silence. <laughs> <laughs> and he also decided to do it. Benny demanded it to be a video podcast. <laughs> so you'll see a, an hour long video podcast. Of, <laughs> Benny brought out a Rubik's Cube. Fun fact, Benny knows how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Like, I don't know, let's just, <laughs> just check it out. I think he might have it in his Twitter bio. But yeah. Shout out to Benny. I'm giving a lot of shout outs today. Shout out to to IV on our on our content team. It's his birthday today. Um yeah. Happy birthday. Birthday. <laughs> well, so what's like the what's the biggest lesson you would say you've learned over the last four or five years you've been working with the Bulls? Hmm. Kind of a big one, but I would I'll have I'll, two different answers here. One is to protect your time. That's like me career-wise. Um, 
transparently, I burnt out. I was putting on a lot of projects on myself. This was probably like two or three years ago. I get excited very easily, as you all can tell. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of cool projects that you can work on. So I just put on way too many projects on my plate. I got burnt out. So like the lesson there that I learned, I'm very grateful that I learned it early on in my career, is to set boundaries for yourself, um, make sure it's time for yourself, prioritize. The second one, big lesson wise, is just a reminder to be grateful. Um, and what I mean by this is like, sometimes you get kind of numb to the experiences that you have. Like sometimes you kind of get used to the things that you do. And it's even, even just like outside of the bulls front, like even just like in personal life, right? Like the fact that I have water in a bottle, like I'm so grateful for that. People have to walk miles for water. Like don't take things for granted. Be grateful for what you have and your life is going to be even better than it is. So that's great. Cause we were kind of just talking about that before you hopped on, we were talking yeah. about gratitude and not taking things for granted. And it's again, another full circle moment. You talking about that water bottle you have, the things that we take for granted daily and just expressing gratitude and really feeling that, that really is a magnet for more and more and more. So it's, it's really cool that that's what you said. Cause that's what we were talking about before you hopped on. This is wild, but this is what full circle moment. Number two full like, let us go. <laughs> <laughs> it's all meant to be. Right, like well, like we said, the Bulls Fest is five days away at the United Center. Come on out. Come on out. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> thank Camille for joining us. I know we went over your uh the 30 minutes you said. Hey, I, I knew that on my end, I'm very bad with time, so I made sure to block off the time like way past. So um yeah, and credit to you all because obviously, like this is this is a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Big thanks to Camille for coming on. Yes. Not really much news for the Bulls at the moment. Uh, I know one thing that the Bulls were targeting uh, Gallinari, and he suffered an injury. Uh, He has a torn meniscus, so could be out eight weeks. I don't want to, like, sound happy or anything about the injury, but it's just like, the Bulls dodged one here <laughs> with the injury history that we had had. Yeah, we don't really need any more guys with uh, knee problems that are on the team. But, you know, it's we never want to see a player get hurt. And um, I would much rather have, like, the Celtics at full strength when these teams are playing because I think that they are like there's a lot of different components of each team that would be like really interesting to watch as the season goes along. So I think everybody, um, even like just everybody around the NBA is, is wanting to see that team at full strength versus what the Bulls have at full strength. So um, let's just hope that everybody has a speedy recovery. Especially, uh, you know, we had our, uh, one of our two-way guys, Justin Lewis, tore his ACL. So speedy recovery to him as well. You know, a lot of Bulls fans were looking forward to seeing if he could work his way into a spot on the team. Yeah, he seemed to play with, like, a lot of energy and just a lot of um, just toughness, you know. Um, and 
again, it's good that we have Drummond that we were able to pick up to provide that interior defense and, and provide some grit um, along the front line. I was really interested in seeing uh, Lewis and how he developed over the year, but um, that just gives us something more to look forward to for next year. So we're looking at next What's that? If they don't Max Struess him. Remember, we had Max Struess and he tore his ACL and now he's with the Heat. So hopefully, you know, it's a different regime. So maybe we'll still retain Justin Lewis. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, we said all episode Bulls Fest this weekend coming up. Uh, we're going to still try to find a way to get Justin out there. Yes, Derek is working on that GoFundMe. Um, I think Camille was nice enough to to um, offer at least the ability to be able to experience things. <laughs> I do make my way out there, so that's a good thing. But I would be um, more than happy to embarrass myself in front of a lot of people if it means that I can make my way to Chicago and... Um, so for us to all meet in person for once, that would be great. How would you embarrass yourself? By trying to shoot a basketball. <laughs> what you mean? I thought you were practicing. Practicing shooting like inside of my garbage can with rolled up pieces of paper, maybe. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a, a different um expectation level like at school like students are just uh they're excited that i could hit the backboard but um i don't think that anybody wants to necessarily just see that at bulls fest <laughs> or if they do it's for wrong reasons i would, I would be one of those people you could throw it off the backboard alley-oops <laughs> Who <laughs> We need a dump tank. <laughs> <laughs> Who is getting in this dunk tank? <laughs> that's that's your uh, ticket to Chicago. <laughs> that's my ticket to Chicago. <laughs> Having to sit on a dunk tank. Well, <laughs> let me think about that. No, no, that's not going to be enough. <laughs> we will try to um try to film some stuff at Dolores Fest. Uh that'll hold us over into our next episode with special guest Big Dave Watson. Hey. Yes. Big Dave. So I guess until then, and it will put go bulls. Also, we just want to say thank you. Let's just say thank you. Thank you guys all for tuning in and watching every episode and all your support, whether it be in the form of like engaging and likes and retweets and subscribing and just watching. We really appreciate you. So thank you guys so much and go Bulls. We certainly do appreciate that because we can't make any of this stuff possible without your support. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Bulls Nation. We'll see a lot of you out at uh, Bulls Fest, hopefully. Yes. Right, so come on up. Say hi. Don't be scared. <laughs> Until next time. Bye, guys. See ya.
the horn blows. Oh.